Hi friend, welcome to Plays Well with Others, a podcast for creative community to discuss everything from the sensitive to the silly, but most importantly, to explore play. Come play with us. I'm your podcast host and wiggly dancer, lover of ducks and hats, Alex B. Arnapol. Let's dive in, shall we? Hello, 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 my ducklings, my friends, my community. Wow, I am really excited to be doing this. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I am just absolutely delighted to be here with you in this audio space. I have been dreaming about creating a podcast for, well, really, years. And now that I have this incredible community, the community of Rec Center, the community of creative coaching, I finally feel like I have a sphere where we can be in conversation with each other. This is our very first podcast, our kickoff episode, where we're going to be discussing play and youth, my history, who I am. So consider it just a short snippet of what's to come. Something you're going to learn about me is that I am very fond of metaphor and storytelling. I love science. I love thinking big and asking bigger questions. And I see pretty much everything we do is an act of creative integration. So this isn't going to be your typical podcast where I just offer up creative tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. Nope. If you know me, you know that I'm going to be getting deep into some weird stuff. Why? because I'm a big weirdo, and I love that about myself. This incredible creative community that I've surrounded myself with is made up of sensitive souls and creative weirdos, squishy makers, all of the above, people that have come together in this one space because they know that they can show up and become or discover their authentic self. So as we come together in community here, This is a deep dive, not just into play and creativity, but authenticity, in that it's not binary. It exists in so many different ways at so many different times, but I am getting ahead of myself. Let's back up. I've been thinking a lot about why podcasting, because there's so many mediums and formats out there. I mean, really, in this day and age, we can have access to almost anything, whether it's creating a visual lookbook on Instagram. Our newsletters can essentially be at this point like mini novels. We have so much access out there to all of these different mediums that I keep coming back to why podcasting. And for me, podcasting is continuing a long tradition of storytelling. I am Italian-American. I also grew up um, family of Jewish heritage. And if you know anything about the Italians and the Jews, we love to talk and maybe guilt you into eating more or staying later for dinner. (laughs) But other than that, we're really into talking. We're into telling stories. We're into 
recounting our history and pulling it apart and exploring it and putting it into context and maybe changing the narrative a little bit and transforming it for the future. So when I think about podcasting in a way, this is coming back to what I was raised with. I remember sitting around the dinner table with my grandpa and my nana and the whole family was there. And of course, we were eating because that's what we do. But more importantly, we were telling stories. Long after the meal would end, we would just sit there and talk. And sometimes the stories were new and sometimes we'd heard them before. But it didn't matter because we were there together in dialogue, sharing. It sounds cheesy, but telling stories is part of who I am and who I was raised to be. And coming back to the idea of authenticity, I think my authentic self is someone that connects us through our stories. Again, cheesy, I know. But what good things in life aren't cheesy, right? And it's funny now, podcasting for me, because I think about the idea of having a conversation. And here I am in my studio by myself. I'm staring at the wall and at post-it notes. And I'm not really talking to anyone. I really should set up like, I don't know, a picture frame of Pee Wee Herman or something that I have someone to communicate with or to here. Because right now it just feels like I'm putting this out into the ether. But that being said, I love the idea of these narratives and these stories branching out traveling through radio waves or through your computer, through your email, and reaching your ears. And even though we're not having a conversation in real time, we are having a conversation. And maybe you'll share this with someone else, and then you'll have a conversation with them. So essentially, we're just gifting each other stories right now. And isn't that the beauty of podcasting? That we can gift someone a story, a little tidbit from our life. So, in that tradition, gather around the fire. Welcome to Plays Well with Others. In this space, we're going to be talking about many, many things, but as the name suggests, so much of it comes down to play. If you know me already or the work I'm doing with Rec Center, you know that I am a bit of a play junkie. I love play, and I like to kind of explore what play can mean outside of the box, outside of the traditional definitions of play. But before we get too deep there, who the hell am I? Why am I talking to you? What is it that I do? And what is this rec center I keep going on about? So backtracking a little bit, my name is Alex. I use they and she pronouns interchangeably. Also, side note, I feel like I never hear podcasters tell their pronouns which if we're going to be in conversation, I mean, we kind of need to know each other's pronouns. So in a conversational way, my pronouns are they and she interchangeably. I am coming to you and podcasting from the unceded lands of the Tongan nations, both past and present, and now known as Los Angeles, California. I haven't lived here my whole life, though. I have lived all over the country from the Midwest to the East Coast and back again, but now find myself here being able to soak up sun almost every day. They say that you're going to get sick of it, but you really don't. I don't. I think I'm pretty damn grateful for the sun every day. And what is it that I do? 
I am a creative play coach based on feminist principles. I am the founder and director of Rec Center. Rec Center is a radically inclusive space for creative play online. We host classes, we welcome speakers, we basically let you show up and be your weird ass self and do the creative things that you want to do. I am a ceramic artist, a performance artist, a wiggly dancer, a chef in the making, maybe? I like to cook. I am a partner. I am a dog mom. I love flower petals and tiny mushrooms. My favorite smell is petrichor or the smell of rain when it's sitting in the dirt, which is mm, so good. I love the sound of cicadas on a beautiful late summer East Coast day. I love the smell of eucalyptus on the California coast and that warm earth under your feet. I love booping dog snoots and eating cereal with my fingers. And, I guess now, I'm also a podcast host. Why am I bringing up all of these random facts? Yeah, it's so you can get to know me a little bit. I mean, that'd be great for us to know each other, be in conversation, know our pronouns, know our background. But I also say this because as human beings, we are multitudinous. We come in with so many stories and ideas and narratives and concepts of self. And I like to hold that lightly in the world of play, playing with identity, knowing that we change a little bit all the time. And there's always something more going on inside of us than what's your career? How old are you? Who are you married to? You know, that kind of thing. We're often told that who we are is defined by what we do, what we put out into the world and what we produce. We are part of a culture that is so driven by productivity, by the grind of having to make and do and be all the time that we forget to just stop and be with ourselves. Who we are. What makes our hearts sing? What feels good in our ear holes? What is it that makes us, us? Let's backtrack one more time. My story is a little complicated, to say the least. I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, to the aforementioned Jewish-Italian household. I am the child of two artists, one a jazz musician and the other an interior architect and designer. Thus, you can probably guess that I was raised in a fairly creative household. The arts were always a part of what we did and who we were. As a result, I too was wildly creative. My mind was always going faster and faster and faster. In fact, sometimes my mind would be going so fast that it took a long time for my mouth to catch up. And so I would stutter and stutter until I could finally get out the idea that was blossoming in my brain. Creativity was who I was. a pretty precocious child, I would say. I was definitely seen as a little adult. I 
certainly presented that way. There are so many amazing stories, like the time that we were in France and there was this beautiful mosaic tile on the wall and I was going up to strangers telling them, and who probably, by the way, did not speak English at all, but didn't matter. I was excited and eager to tell them all about this story that I saw in the tiles of a little girl who went on vacation and just missed her family. So needless to say, people saw me and they quickly interpreted a very mature child. Spoiler alert, if you are a mature child and there happens to be any sort of big T trauma that happens in your life, hey, guess how people are going to treat you? Mmm, just like an adult. Yeah, some things happened in my childhood that we definitely are not going to go into right now, and I'll spare you a true crime story in lieu of a creative podcast, but when this trauma occurred, I immediately became the parentified child. If you're not familiar with the concept of the parentified child, it's basically a child that for whatever reason, whether there is trauma or abuse in a family or there is uh, a death and the child has to take care of their loved ones, it's essentially a little adult, a child that's treated like a parent and that's expected to uphold the responsibilities of a parent. That is what became of my childhood, both emotionally and physically. So if you're spending all this time as a parentified adult, taking care of business, taking care of family, making sure that everything is in order, guess what you don't have time to do? Play. Yep. Pretty much everything I teach on Love Up On right now comes directly from that. Another spoiler. If you haven't already worked with me or know the work that I do, I am a firm believer that we should teach or give the medicine we need. Meaning, if there's something you need to hear, likely someone else needs to hear it as well, and you're the perfect person to give it. Which brings me to play. A lot of us missed out on it in childhood. Or it was something that was so valuable in childhood, and you just want to get back to it. That sense of freedom, that sense of authenticity and integration where there wasn't this compartmentalization of everything in your life. That you were allowed and even expected to be free. How many of us in adulthood want that so desperately? I know I do. I want to go outside and pretend I'm a tiny mushroom for 40 hours a week. I want to befriend trees and fight waves. I just want to run and jump and dance and play with chalk and lie in the sun and taste the rain and fuck. I am sick and tired of sitting at a desk and being an adult. Just like when I was a kid, I was sick and tired of being an adult when I didn't have to. And I guess that's why I'm here, to tell you that you don't have to, to let you know that it all can be play, even if you're at a desk, even if you're riding the train or typing that report or whatever it is, adulty things that you do. I was bummed once to listen to a podcast in which the podcaster kept referring to play, but everything that they mentioned 
was leisure or games. Like squares and rectangles, they can be one and the same. But the difference is that playdom is the freedom to be who you are and not have to be restricted by the rules of some game that you are supposed to win. Because ultimately, it's not about winning. It's about being. It's about being together. It's about being together with yourself. So then, what is play? Play is so many things, and I think that's what I love the most about it. Play can mean being in process. It can mean doing an activity that lacks an end point. Leaning into something just because it feels fucking good. Because it feels good to your heart, or your skin, or your eyes, or your taste buds. It just feels so good. It's asking yourself, what works for my body? When you see children at play, they're not going against what they need or what they want. They're giving themselves what feels good. Play is discovery and asking big questions and having big feelings. It's doing it differently. It's not adhering to the systems around you. It's asking why is it done this way and how can we change it? It's saying yes and, and saying no to that which does not serve you. Play is even for a minute, allowing yourself to return and reclaim that childhood that you had or that childhood that you deserve. Time for a science break. Yeah, you heard me. A science break. Are you familiar with axolotls? Maybe I'm not pronouncing them right. Axolotl, axolotl. You know, the pink salamanders with the really great goofy smiles we see them on Instagram. Yeah, those. They're pretty cool and I've been obsessed with them for a while. But recently, my lovely partner gifted me a finger puppet of one. And when I showed it to a friend and colleague, they mentioned to me, oh, that should really be your mascot. It should really be the theme of Rec Center. Of course, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? An axolotl, really? But why? Well, they reminded me of some facts that I had since forgotten. You know the cute gills on an axolotl? The little fluffy bits on their cheeks? Apparently, all salamanders are born with this. However, once they reach adolescence, they lose them as they grow into adulthood. But not an axolotl. They keep them. Basically, they are forever young. They are the Benjamin Buttons of the amphibian world. Well, sort of. Yeah, more or less. You know what I mean. Anyway, axolotls are really cool. Not just because they're forever young, but they have a lot of special talents. For instance, did you know that if you cut off the leg of an axolotl, it can grow right back with no scarring and almost immediately? And not only can they grow back legs, but spines, organs, they can constantly regenerate. And it is precisely because they are able to retain this youthful, juvenile power that they can rejuvenate. They can stay forever young 
by constantly creating and growing something new. This is what I want to embody in life. I want to be an axolotl. I want my life to be like that. I want to have tender gills to remind me that I can constantly create something new. That I am a generative and regenerative being on this earth and that my whole existence here is to create, to be a creative. And to me, there's no other creature than the axolotl to remind me that we are meant to be creative and playful here today. So take it from these little pink pseudo salamander Benjamin button cuties that you too can be forever young, that you can grow into childhood, that you can reclaim it, you can make it your own, and it's all through the creative power of play, of allowing yourself to be in process, of allowing yourself to say yes and, and knowing that that can show up anywhere. That can show up in your business. That can show up when you have to write a report for your boss and you stop and think, does it have to be done this way? Can I do it differently? How can I think outside the box? Is there even a box to begin with? That is play. And with that, friends, I leave you. I leave you with amphibian metaphor and tender gills, reminder of your inner child, and an invitation to come play with us. This has been Plays Well with Others, and I'm your host, Alex Brennan Arnpole. Until next time, be present, feel good, and play every day. Today's show has been brought to you with the support of Softer Sounds Studio. Plays Well with Others is a product of Rec Center, the radically inclusive center for creative play. Today's show could not have been possible without the support of our community care coordinator, Lucia Calderon-Orieta. 